You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Harry Grant from Dummy Hop. Harry Grant oh. takes oh. off. Harry Grant scores next to the post. And this brilliant, perfect record of Bellamy stays intact. Harry Grant, the match winner, Melbourne Storm, have stolen 16 points to 12 at no stage of regular time with a Melbourne Storm in front. You go to extra time and Harry Grant goes bang. And that's what the Melbourne Storm do. They the do. finish of that game called on NRL Nation. Especially in round one. A lot of people, that's right, 21 out of 21 under Bellamy, this ridiculously magnificent football team prevail yet again. A lot of people were tipping me before the game that uh, injury, undermanned, mm-hmm. this was going to be the time that that record gets uh, knocked over. Uh, in running in the game, as you just heard from the commentators, never in front until the very no. end. Everybody in the lead-up to this and during was saying, this is it for Melbourne Storm. This record is going to come to an end. But there was one bloke who said, not on my watch. No, that's right. Not on my watch. I am the captain of this team. Of course he is. And I am inheriting a legacy of honesty and commitment guts. and pride and guts. Determination. And all of, those, uh, mm. all of those qualities and others, I am the embodiment of. Right. Follow me, boys, and we will continue to win. Yes. Christian Welsh is that man, and it's been too long. And he's been good enough to join us. Hey, big man, congratulations. That is, on your first as a solo skipper, uh, a huge come-from-behind win. Um, a magnificent way to start another season. Uh, thanks for joining us on the show. Thank you, fellas. Yeah, really good to be on here. Yeah, it was um, a really special night on first day to um, get the win. And, um, you know, we talk about those milestones. But the, the big milestones were, were probably the guys on debut. We had a, a mature age debutant, Bronson Garlic, there, 27 years old. He, um, you know, worked really hard in the reserve grade system for years and years, and uh, you know, I think he had about 90 people in the in the crowd in Sydney. And then Will Walbrick, obviously, his uh, family and his sister who helped raise him, um, they, they come over from wow. New Zealand, and to see him on debut was just such a, a proud moment for those families, and it was just awesome as a, as a player to be there and witness it. That's what uh, that's what we play footy for. You do, and you oh, keep you on producing man. him. It's uh, extraordinary. That what uh, you, you guys are capable of doing. And Andy spoke about guts, determination, and all those other adjectives. Oh, you threw describe. a few words in oh, as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And uh, when you think, talk about someone personifying, what about Cam Munster? I saw today. Oh, don't, even, don't look at that picture. Released photos oh, of the compound fracture, compound break, whatever it is, bone sticking out of skin. Oh, and no. he came back onto the field and did some very special things. That is the personification of Guts and determination, I would have thought. <laughs> it was. Um, and I like to bag the bike sometimes, but, geez, that was that was a bloody big effort. And <laughs> I just think, you know, you, you look at the great players, that the, the great players give other players confidence around them. Um, and I just, at halftime, we are in there, and even as captain, I was thinking, oh, geez, we could be in a bit of trouble here, down 6-0, and thinking, how, how are we going to find a way to get out of this? And he just started talking it up um, and just rally the boys and said, just get behind me, follow me, boys. And, um, you know, sets up one of the, the, the tries that, that gets in the game. And then it's just so crucial to our team. So we're, 
we're so lucky to have him, and we're uh, and obviously him re-signing the off-season is bloody amazing. So, yes. so it's been a good good week or so for the for the club. I know you don't like talking him up, Christian, but how how have you seen him um, uh, evolve and mature and develop over the last sort of two or three years? Yeah, it's been amazing to see him go on that journey. Obviously, it's been a bit of a rocky journey at times, but yep. he's he's still got that larrikin. Um, you know, fun-loving nature, but he, he knows I think when to when to pull it into line, and I think he understands he's you know, obviously one of the senior players at our club, and uh, you know for the young boys they really look up to him. So um, I think obviously becoming a father as well, having a family, it's really his uh, his life off the field's really settled down, and he's um, he's got a great fiance and Bianca who supports him a lot as well. So he's uh, he's done really good, big Hermie. I'm very proud of him. Nice. And uh, when Craig Bellamy, we, every time we speak of greatness, it's hard to not mention his name as well and what he's been able to do. And his last year. Uh, in, well, Andy Marr thinks it's going to it's be his last, his last year. year but it's his last year, Welshie. Well, well, I'm still very hopeful that that's not the case, but who no, knows. But, Welshie, one of the things that uh, when you were coming on the show, I did a bit of Googling around, and uh, I, I wasn't able to read the story, but you've uh, ruled out Billy Slater as his potential uh, successor. successor uh, is in, do I need to click? Do, do I need to click on and watch the video? Is it a bit of rubbish, or do we want to put a line through Billy Slater? <laughs> oh, I would never put a line through Billy Slater. I'd love for him to come, oh, but I think what I was just talking about was just the just the workload of the NRL coach. It is so consuming for these guys, um, right? And I, and I know it's probably all that Craig's ever known, and his family works around it, but it is really demanding, and I think. Billy Slater's had 20 years at top of, top of the line, you know, playing, uh, you know, as a fullback, the best fullback in the history of our game. I think a lot of things fall to the wayside. You know, he's obviously missed a lot of things with his family and, um, you know, he's got his other business ventures with his horses and that. So, I don't know. Look, I'd love for him to be. I just can't really see it. It's just such a demanding job. Um, but who knows? It'd be fantastic if he did. Uh, I know how passionate he is about the storm and coaching. So, who knows? I don't know. I'm not ruling him out. I just, I, I personally can't see it happening. Right. What about? Do you think this will there you be? Yeah, you don't need to click on that story. No, man. I won't click no. on it. Uh, do Do you think it will be Craig's last season at the helm? Uh, I, I don't know. We've uh, we go on this conversation every year. The last couple yeah. of years, don't we? <laughs> we <laughs> do. Um, it never stops. <laughs> I hope not, mate. He's uh, he's really special to our club. He obviously, what he brings is. You know, so unique, and uh, we're so lucky to have him. Um, but I, I don't know, mate. Yeah, look, I, I think he loves it. I think he loves the footy, but obviously um, he sees an end point at, at some stage. So, yeah, not too sure, to be honest. I think it's uh, something, obviously, he's uh, thinking about at the moment. And around the league, you guys, you know, kick it off with, with that come-from-behind victory that we've already spoken about. Um, you know, the Panthers get knocked over by the Bronx, and then the Dolphins win in their first game in the NRL. I don't know whether you saw any of this, Christian, but but how surprising was that? All we read about was the fact that mm. you know they were undermanned no, and good. they weren't ready. And I know they've got the master coach, but uh, some people reckon his best days are behind him. And there was sort of doom and gloom around the Dolphins going in. But how surprising was was their first round victory? Yeah, I think I, the thing that I, I knew that they've got up there is some really professional, battle-hardened, um, you know, some ex-Storm players who, who know how to win games, lots of games of footy. You know, look at Jesse Bromwich. He'll go down as one of the yeah. greatest Storm players in history we have, and he's steering the ship there. So I think people are probably maybe sleeping a bit on them and probably thinking about 
oh, what fancy, you know, outside back positional players that they have or that, that they don't have. And forgot about, I suppose, that bit of that engine room they've, they've signed there to really set the standard. But if you're talking about the NRL in general, it was such a good week for the code. I think, you know, four, four of the teams who didn't play finals last year, they won their first round games. Um, attendance was through the roof. Uh, TV ratings through the roof. Uh, I think it was the closest round uh, in terms of winning margin since 2012. So right. it was uh, a really good good weekend for the code. You know, not that the Sydney media... The rugby league's uh-huh. a funny thing with our journos. They, there's some these. crisis merchants out there, but <laughs> to be honest, mate, I, I don't know how you could write anything negative about the weekend we've just had as, as a code. Um, it was really positive for rugby we'll league. That, and uh, just on that, in the off-season, uh, Andy spoke glowingly about some of your comments in regards to the, the bigger picture with the players and the negotiations are going on uh, with the league. Can you give us an update on where that's at and when you'll be able to, uh, the players in the union, be able to sign off on a deal uh, moving forward? Yeah, look, it's been a bit frustrating, to be honest, but um, the, the way it actually works is your collective bargaining agreement, if there isn't an, uh, an agreement on a new one, the old one just rolls over. So those terms are pretty good. So to be honest, the, the really pressing issue was the, the women's game, the CBA, because they, don't, they didn't have a CBA. So these women were out there playing for the, I suppose, the VFL equivalent, uh, rugby league clubs waiting to be able to sign contracts. Um, right. you know, that, that can be worth a fair bit of money. And, and if you get injured in one of those um, reserve-grade style games, like your chance of securing contracts really slim. Um, so it was really important. The, the women's CBA, we finally got that done. We got it sorted. I, I wish it took, you know, five or six months ago, but we, we ended up getting it done. And now the, the NRL, we're, we're slowly making progress. So it's been really, I think it's been a real positive two weeks, but... Obviously, would have liked to be sorted out a lot earlier, but it is what it is, and we're we're working towards a deal. Hopefully, ah, next couple of weeks on, you can just get on. No, with. no, no, no. It's because oh, I read I read this. It's because you blokes are greedy, and whenever a deal's been done, all you do is have your eyes get full of dollar signs. Oh, you that's all you care about. What's in it for me? How many more dollars can I stick in my pocket? There's some bloke up in Sydney on one of their must-watched, uh, much-watched TV shows that talk about rugby league saying all this about the players. And I noticed you couldn't hold yourself back. You took to Twitter and, uh, and, and, and in a very measured and methodical way, just lined out what you blokes are, are actually shredding. on about. Mm. Just put the facts out in the marketplace mm, for anybody. Going on too. And it was a bit of a gentle yeah. shred. Yeah. There's no question about that. Can I just <laughs> say to you, Christian, congratulations. You handled yourself magnificently. Oh, look, trust me, I wanted to tee off, but I thought the, uh, <laughs> the best way to go is to... To use reason, I think that's the whole thing. Our play association, we, we think our claims are pretty reasonable, mate. We're yeah, obviously had a focus on the women getting the first ever collective bargaining agreement. You know, getting protections for them, for for any uh, woman uh, entering our game, they'd be protected. You know, at the workplace, and then uh, obviously players on the on the real minimum contracts and trying to protect those guys. And then obviously after footy, it's a pretty physical game. Our one, obviously, and we look across the road at the AFL and. They do a really good job at looking after their players, you know, when they exit the game in terms of, um, you know, uh, injury hardship, you know, long-term knee yeah, replacements yeah. And, and really damaged guys who obviously put on a show for everyone and uh, the game derives great income from that. So we're looking to hopefully set that up as well. And, and just in regards to that, there's been some comments recently, I think, by Phil Gould, who's uh, questioning... Oh. 
What's going oh, it's on? It's an abomination. A- abomination. It's, the HIA protocols are an abomination. Well, they're the words that he allegedly An used. abomination. Uh, now, for us, we not intimately understanding all of it, but it seems like a common sense thing you'd have with this HIA situation where uh, a doctor's there to uh, assess an individual's health and well-being, but apparently, according to some... It's a, what is it, Andy? It's an abomination. Right. Now, do you believe it's a... An abomination. Uh, do you? <laughs> no, and I, we're talking about the use of an independent doctor who, yep. yes. who may see a collision and a player looks like he, he might be dazed or suffered a potential concussion. They have to get removed from the field and, and get tested. I think, it's, I think it's a really good safeguard, mate, to be honest. And I think players, you yeah. know, players and coaches are such competitive beasts that they just want to win, and, and at times they'll put that ahead of their own health. So I think having someone independently in there who can... You know, I'm not saying any coaches have that motivation to leave a player on their concuss, but, you know, it's a good safeguard to have. I don't have an issue with it. I think it's really good, and I think, if anything, we need to be really strong on, on how we deal with concussion because we've seen yes. the studies are showing that, uh, you know, that long-term, the, the damage is there. So we can, in a full-contact sport, we need to be really uh, at the forefront of that. Just having said that, and to put it on the record, if the independent doctor who's sitting in the bunker sees something that the sideline doc- the club doctors at the venue haven't seen, sends the message down, Christian Welsh has copped a knock in back yeah. play. He needs to come off and be assessed, and it's a close game, and you want to be out there, but you get the tap on the shoulder and off you come. Uh, are you going to cop that sweet? Happily cop that, mate. To be honest, at the end of the day... It's a game of football. 13 guys are tackling each other in jerseys. You know, we get a bit stupid about this stuff. It's your long-term health, mate. We're talking CT. We're talking dementia. Not knowing your grandkids' names. Like, come on. Like, these guys, like, yeah, we want to win games of football. But to be honest, something as scary as CT, you shouldn't be mucking around with that stuff. That's here, why you're here. the leader. You're a beautiful That's human. That's why he's the captain. No, no, you're a modern man, yep. and you're and you're an evolved human being. And <laughs> some of the blokes who are having these conversations elsewhere aren't modern men, and they're not as evolved. So, so well done to you. Wow. Hey, you came back for your first game just before we let you go. How did you pull up? Oh, it felt like I've been hit by a bus. I'm probably still. <laughs> it's <laughs> cool. I was. Um, yeah, I was really excited to get out there, and then I looked at who's playing in the front row for the Parramatta Eels, and I go, Jesus Christ, these blokes are massive. So maybe I should have taken a couple more weeks off. Yeah, really enjoyable. So we've got another tough one on Saturday. Yeah, mate. Uh, you're a good <laughs> yes. man. Uh, you're up against the uh, Bulldogs. We'll be desperate funny. for that win. Uh, and we're back at Amy Park, of course, yes. on Saturday night, mate. So there'll be there'll be tens of thousands of mm. Melbourne Storm people there to see you lead your mob out and... Um, Win, lose, or draw, you'll give it 100% as you always do, and you'll play the game the right way. Hey, thanks for coming on. Well done. Great to see you back out yes. there, and we appreciate you joining us on the show. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it's obviously another week before the AFL starts, so it's, um, it's really exciting for us to get out and play in Melbourne. Uh, and then, obviously, the following week, the mighty Melbourne Demons are going to just have their way. <laughs> Gone. No more. Go on, Grundy. What they're going to do to poor English, that poor man. Like, let's just get the message out to the family, please. It's going to be ugly. Let's go, the Dickies. I think that oh, might. I love it. They're, in for, they're in for a big year, Shanks. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us, mate. All the best.
See you guys. Thanks. Good on you. Good Christian man, Christian. He's one of the genuinely oh, good He's come back strong. He's had a few try to fill well, in for him from time to time. Spot on. And, and what he's did, he's brought his A game. That's his hurt. He said, I need to just step it up oh, a couple no, of notches here. So he's just, done nothing but some really smooth, silky work. Just give me a bit of room, you two. That's it. And let me go to work. Uh, I think we fed him nicely, though. Well, we handled a couple of, a couple of half volleys oh, outside so. of stump. No question about it. <laughs> hey, if you've got a view on... Uh, a, there is a question in all of this, I reckon. Um, mm. So you've heard Christian Welsh's view on the HIA and the bunker doctor and the reasons that these protocols have been brought into place. Mm. I, I'll get your thoughts on where you reckon people sit on this after the break, Coop. But if you've got a view on this, are you prepared to accept greater intervention for A, the player's health, and B, the, the avoidance of any liability mm-hmm. down the track for not putting the right protocols and safeguards in place? Or yep. are you like Phil Gould? Do you believe that it is an abomination and a blight on the game? And have we gone too far with these sorts of protocols? I can't believe he's actually said that because uh, okay. they are very inflammatory use of the, the English language. No question. We'll get, we'll get to a break. If you've got a view on any of that, one, we haven't got much time for talk back today because we've got so many guests joining us on the show, but one three hundred seven three six seven three six. are you comfortable with, with where we're at? Mm. Are you comfortable with where we're at uh, yeah. with all of these protocols or, or have the games gone too far? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Feel free to give us a view and your thoughts on the other side of the break.